I come not to bring peace, but to bring a sword. If there had been a marketing guru among the disciples, she would have said, Lord, normally you were really on point with the gospel. And people love what you have to say about peace. My own peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, turn the other cheek. There's a lot of good peace stuff. This one they're not going to be as into. This is just off the cuff, but what if we switch it up and say, uh, I come not to bring a sword, but to bring peace. I think that's going to go better. Si estuviera un hombre de negocios entre los discípulos, dijera, Señor, normalmente la gente ama sus palabras acerca de la paz. Yo les doy mi paz, con la otra mejilla, etc. Pero hoy no he venido para traer la paz, sino espada. Está algo poquito diferente. Posiblemente puede decir algo más como, no he venido para traer espadas, sino la paz. It's a hard phrase, and a strange phrase. And it's one that we might want to gloss over or say, well, maybe there's just a mistake in the text or something. But it's worth actually thinking about what Christ said and why he said it. <clears throat> By the year 13 BC, things were going really well for the Emperor Augustus. He had ended the big civil war in 31. He had quashed a lot of frustration among the German peoples. He had stamped out all the traitors. He was really in control of the Roman Empire. And so in 13 BC, he commissioned the great Arapacus, the altar of holy peace, this great piece of sculpture. And it was this icon of peace, the Pax Romana, the Pax Augustina. The thing is, the world peace that he was celebrating had nothing to do with a Christian version of peace. This was not the peace of God which passed all understanding. This was the peace which reigns after a barroom brawl when there's only one person left. This was the peace of a brutal dictator who had put down all of his enemies using effective secret police forces. It's not peace by our standards. In el año 13 antes de Cristo, el emperador romano Augustus construyó el Arapakis, el altar de Santa Paz. Pero lo que este altar conmemoró no estaba la paz de cristianismo, sino nada más que triunfo de un dictador sobre su gente. And in a sense, this Augustinian peace this peace of dominance, this is kind of the way we use the term peace. Leave me in peace. We say things like, um, oh, if only I could just have a little peace, but instead I have all these people bugging me, wanting things from me. Peace for us is often just freedom from obstacles, persecution, difficulties. A veces decimos algo como, déjeme en paz. Y usamos la palabra paz en la misma sentida de este emperador. No como la paz de Cristo, la paz de Dios, sino la paz de la dominancia, de, de algo sin conflictos, sin obstáculos. Today we also remember a second version of this, of peace in the history of the church. We remember the story of St. Alban. So several hundred years later, during the persecution under the emperor Diocletian, a priest 
is on the run from the Roman authorities. And he winds up in a little village in Hertfordshire, north of London, at the house of this pagan Alban. Alban admits him, and he spends a couple of days in Alban's house. And according to the venerable Bede, the divine illumination filled Alban's heart because of the holy peace radiating from this priest. In his prayers, in his quotations of Christ, there was so much peace coming from this priest that Alban's heart was utterly transformed by God. He wasn't left free of difficulties. He wasn't left free of obstacles. Instead, he stole the priest's clothes, and he put them on, and he went and confronted the Roman authorities and said, I'm the guy you're looking for. Take me. He was led off to be tried by a judge who asked him to make sacrifice at a pagan altar, and he said, thanks, but no thanks, I'll take martyrdom. And as he was walking to the site of his execution, with his executioner, that same holy peace began to radiate from Alban. And by the time they reached the top of the hill, now in Hertfordshire called Mount St. Alban, familiar name, the executioner too decided that this peace was worth more than his own life. That he too would be martyred with Alban. And after this, after they were both martyred, the judge himself was so affected by this holy peace radiating from the two of them that he not only ended the persecution of Christians in his domain, he also declared a day of public mourning for these two holy men. Hoy también uh, recordamos el, el la historia de San Alban. San Alban viviaba en el siglo IV cuando estaba en gran persecución de cristianos. Y una noche un sacerdote perseguido arribó a la casa de Albán. Después de dos días de conversación, Albán tuvo un gran sentido de la paz de este sacerdote. Y Dios ilumina su corazón. Él tomó una decisión extrema. Él tomó prestado la ropa de Albán. Y fue a los soldados romanos para morir en nombre de este sacerdote. En el camino de su lugar de ejecución, él, había, él habla con su verdugo. Y el verdugo sintió la misma paz divina de Albán. Y tomó la decisión a morir con Albán. Saint Seraphim of Saroff wrote, Acquire a spirit of peace and thousands around you will be saved. Acquire this holy peace, this divine radiance, and thousands around you will find God. What does that mean? How do you actually get there? We often think, okay, well, maybe this is like some sort of mythical thing that doesn't happen to normal people, or maybe it's like some Buddhist monk who goes up into the Himalayas and like meditates without eating for 145 years and eventually acquires something. It's nothing like that. It doesn't require arcane study or 10,000 hours of practice. This spirit of peace is nothing but grace. And grace can't be earned, can't be worked for. It's just God sharing God's eternal life with us. All we have to do is to say yes to that peace. And yet, we often don't. 
because acknowledging God as the source of all peace, the source of all love, the source of all goodness, this requires dethroning ourselves. I spend most of my time as the point of my universe. I am the center of my needs and my thoughts, my happiness, what's meaningful to me. I think mostly about my perspectives and myself. And I also spend a lot of time as the judge of the universe, deciding who the good people are and who the bad people are, who the smart people are and the not so smart people, etc., etc. Good taste, bad taste, good politics, bad politics. And to acknowledge God as the center means taking myself out of all of that. But when I do that, then he can begin to fill my heart with that same peace. And the more my heart is filled with that peace, the more I'm willing, like St. Alban, to give all that I am and all that I have for the sake of others. San Sarafim dijo, adacuire un espíritu pacífico y a tu alrededor se salvarán miles. Pero como hacemos a adquirir un espíritu pacífico? Parece como algo difícil para tener un espíritu de la paz siempre. Pero no es un asunto de trabajar duro, ni es un asunto de entender mucho, sino es un asunto de gracias. La gracia de Dios omnipotente. La gracia libre a todo humano. Pero para aceptar esta gracia, uno tiene que pensar acerca del universo con Dios en el centro. No mí, no mis necesidades, no mis preferencias, sino siempre Dios. Y cuando podamos hacerlo, podamos abrir nuestros corazones a esta gracia y Dios puede llenar nuestros corazones con este paz santo. Y cuando tenemos este paz, Podamos estar más y más como San Albán, dando todo lo que, ten, que tenemos, dando nuestras vidas en el servicio a otros en el nombre de Cristo. And so with Alban and with all the saints, we give our lives in service to the Lord, all that we are and all that we have. Glory to him now and forever. Amen.